Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff versus the end zone touchdown. With Boomer Asiason and Mike Valenti. Oh, we are ready to roll. We are officially in the stretch drive, and people, I have to tell you something. You know, the holidays, the break, Boomer has never looked better. I mean, the man, after a vacation and some intense rest, this man is at the peak of his masculine powers. Boomer, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. By the way, you you, you forgot the tequila aspect of it all. It got me through hey. the week. It was a long week, Mike. It was a great week. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I know we said that last week, but now it's after Christmas. We're heading into the new year, and here comes week 17. And uh, there are about three teams right here that, uh, or four teams even, if you really want to count the Jets, that are in a unique spot that none of us thought that they would be in this late in the season. No, no, not at all. And this is where a lot of these games mean everything, and we've got a bizarre situation with teams still in the mix where a game or two mean absolutely nothing, and I've never seen it, but we'll get to it. Let's get to the rundown. This is the NFL Rundown. All right, Booms, let's take care of Thursday night before we get to the real drama. I got two questions for you. Uh, One is a Dak stat. And the other is going to be a trust thing with the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys win 27-13. Titans, uh, just a, a weird situation. Again, playing the Jags next week for all the marbles. Game meant nothing. You got you know Josh Dobbs. They brought out of mothballs to play quarterback. Let's start with Dak. He's missed five games, yet still leads the league in interceptions. What's your concern level here? Well, I, I would be concerned about it, but you know, about half of those interceptions come off of the hands of his wide receivers. Um, he could help his wide receivers too. Uh, I think they're more aggressive in the passing game with him than they were with Cooper Rush. And you know, the fact that they supported Cooper Rush the way that they did by running yeah. the football, play action passing, seven man protections, and great defense shows you that they are a really good team. Now, when you get your $40 million quarterback back, all of a sudden you want to start throwing the ball down the field. You want him to be the decision maker. You want him to be the playmaker. And I think that's also part of it. But they are a really good team. I don't, I, you know, they, they, They're going to give every anybody who they play um, something uh, to handle each and every week in the, in the playoffs. And I do think you know, they have an outside shot at this NFC East title, given the fact that I'm telling you right now, they're not telling us the truth about Jalen Hurts and his injury. I don't believe so. I th- they keep saying bum shoulder, separated shoulder. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a minor uh, you know, clavicle situation here um, to me. I mean, this, this could be something a little bit more serious. So Dallas Cowboys, 
given all the warts that we think that they have, are still one of the top five teams in the league. All right, so let's go under your assumption here with Hurts. Now, now, obviously, a lot of guys this time of year are going to play hurt, going to play compromised. This is It's part of the NFL. But if, if you're handling this situation, do you dare keep him shut down knowing you can probably still get the one? Or do you have to keep him somewhat in the mix? How do you how do you handle it? Well, well, the MRI is going to tell me how I'm going to handle it. Is it if it's, if it's a clavicle or a collarbone, but however you want to describe it, if there if there's a crack in there, if there's something more than just a separation, the MRI will tell you, and then he will tell you himself. Uh, but yeah. you also got to take what he says to you with a grain of salt as a coach, because I've always said this, and I've said this ever since I retired, because I was guilty of this. You know, you want to protect the player from themselves. The player wants to play. The player wants to be out there, and especially a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's super competitive, who yep. was a second-round draft choice, and his whole life he's had to basically prove himself, and now here he's he is. Leader. Right, and here he is now. So I, I think if you're Nick Sirianni, you're the medical staff, you're, you're uh, Howie Roseman, uh, you're Mr. Loria, you got to basically say, look, man, we, we got to get into the playoffs with a healthy Jalen Hurts if we legitimately want to get to the Super Bowl. I Gardner Minshew is trying to channel his inner Nick Foles. I get it, but I, I still yeah. think that you know it's Jalen Hurts' team, and that's why the MRI will tell you whether or not he should be playing. Well, you kind of really did a hell of a, a segue there into this. We got to talk about Tua, and I, I don't know what to do with it. it. The situation last week for people, if you missed it, he got ragdolled to the turf and, again, smacked the back of his head brutally against the turf. He didn't come out of the game. He wasn't evaluated. It was the next day, reportedly, where Mike McDaniel in film study is like, hey, you're not right. You need to go see the doctor. He's in protocol, concussion, etc. Boomer, first of all, I mean, is he done for the year in your mind? Well, I would think at least for the regular season, if, in fact, they are able to win with Teddy Bridgewater and somehow make it to the playoffs, I would think that maybe he would be available by then, but... I was doing the highlights on Saturday, and you know the end of the game ended with three Miami uh, interceptions, or Sunday, excuse me, three yeah. Miami interceptions, and uh, on all three straight drives, I'm like, these, this doesn't look right. I mean, these balls were floating to yeah. the other team, and I'm like, I even asked Coach Cower, I said, you think there's something wrong with him because he hasn't played like this all year. This is this isn't who we saw earlier in the year, and he said, you know, Boomer, he, I think he hit his head earlier in the game, and. We all saw the hit, but nobody mm-hmm. really re- responded to it because there was no action on the sideline or the part of the Miami Dolphins or anybody else watching the game that's supposed to be looking to see whether or not he hits his head. Uh, so I, I, I don't think we'll see him the rest of the regular season, nor should they put him out there. This is Teddy Bridgewater's opportunity now to try to get his team into the playoffs, which I think is going to be a very, a very difficult thing to do for the Miami Dolphins. So this is the question, Boomer, and I sure as hell don't have the answer. I brought it up on my show in Detroit this week, and it's just, you know, how can the league handle it better, or can they at all? Are we in this gray area where hits happen all the time, a player doesn't show the immediate signs? How, you know, we can't, can you be pulling guys left and right for every questionable moment? Like, you're a former player. I mean, what can be done? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that really can be done. It's just got to be sharp eyes. It's got to be people that are supposedly watching the field. And I think they do have a lot of people watching the field, both from the sideline and from the press box. Uh, You know, there are a couple of these things that happen. You know how many collisions there are in the NFL? And if you look at it from a percentage standpoint about how many guys actually stay on the field 
after having one of these really bad collisions. It's a very, very, very small percentage. But when it's a guy like Tua, it's high profile. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it, it's like Jacoby Myers. It's a Monday night game, I believe, in Arizona or whenever the Thursday or whatever game that was. Uh, you know, you see it, and it's the only game, and everybody's overreacting to it. I think the league is really trying to do the best they possibly can. It's a collision sport. I don't know what to tell you, Mike. And uh, I, I think they'll try to improve each and every year, like looking yeah. for the signs of some sort of neuro- neurological problems. But I don't really know how much more you can do. No, I, I just I worry about Tua in particular because you've got two that are documented. I know early in the year they cited it was a back injury, but the bottom line is you start to worry like, hey, if this keeps happening to him, then it's a question of you know Tua, his family, advisors, whatever, because you said it best. The player usually, players aren't very good friends to themselves. They want to play. Usually it takes someone else stepping in. So I just, I kind of wondered where, where you were at, where you go, all right, Tua's had how many concussions that we know about? And how would you advise him moving forward? Well, I, I mean, it's hard for me to advise him. Only he knows his body. And, you know, I remember doing, I think, Steve Young's final game at the Arizona Cardinals. I was the analyst for that yeah. game. And watching how he took this vicious hit and just yep. came stumbling off the field. I mean, it was uh, it was shocking to me. Now, I took a couple hits like that, too, and got knocked out myself. Um, and I just, all I know is that once you're in that uniform, once you're on that field, and once you are the quarterback and you are the leader and you've ascended to being that leader, I mean, you're going to put yourself at risk. I don't, it's just who we are. That's that's how we're built. Yep. That's what we're made of. And it's really hard to tell a player, you know what, you're done. I, I, you know, could you imagine if the Miami Dolphins say, look, you've had way too many concussions in a short period of time. You're going to have to take at least a year off. Could you imagine if that were the case? I think that's where the league has to step in and basically tell these franchises, look, here is our uh, response to what we have seen over the last couple of years, and we need to lay down a law that every team has got to adhere to, no matter who the player is. It's well said. Um, Let's move on to Derek Carr. Uh, I'm angry about it, but I, I don't know where you're at. We haven't talked about it, but look, Derek Carr benched. Uh, I think he was scapegoated. Obviously, there's the injury guarantee factor with the contract. I get that. But, Boomer, talk to me. I mean, this is a guy who's been a franchise guy. This is a guy who's been a face of a dysfunctional franchise for a long time. Took him to playoffs last year. And now, benched, has stepped away from the team. What was your viewpoint of this decision in Vegas? Well, two things. One, you said dysfunctional. So I, I've lived in that in that kind of arena as a player, and there's nothing worse from a quarterback standpoint then dysfunction around you because it definitely affects your play. Now, I thought that they were going to be a lot better this year, and they should have been a lot better. They lost a lot of games late, and I know that this comes down to his contract status. And this is why I think they let him kind of leave the team. They're going to still pay him this year, but now they know that they'll probably – well, they're going to cut him right after the Super Bowl is over, and then he'll be a free agent out on the street, So, which will be great for him, by the way. Uh, he'll be able to restart his career, hopefully, with a better coaching staff, a better organization – I don't know how many out there that will be looking for somebody like him. But uh, I just think the weird thing about all of this, Mike, and I've never seen this before, a player with two weeks to go in the season who has been your leader and has been your leader since he got there, uh, now all of a sudden is allowed to leave with two weeks left, two weeks left to go in the game, in the season, and he's not even being cut. Like, he's still right. on the roster, and he's still getting paid. I've never seen anything like this. No, I. there's no comparative to it. And, and I just – 
You know, Booms, I, I, I think it's one of these things, too. It's easy for me to say it. I, I just feel like we got to start looking at these contracts a little bit where it's like, look, this guy, to me, if you want to sit him down, it's one thing. But then it's like what we saw earlier with Matt Ryan. I guess I just I respect guys who have played in this league for 8, 10, 12 years. They put their body on the line every damn week. And now we're using the, the language in a contract, to, and I, whether it's direct or indirect, to embarrass them. And it's like, I just, I don't know. For, like I said, it's easy for me. It's not my money. It really annoyed me what they were doing. You know what? It, just, I, don't it think it's, I really don't think it's intentional. I just think it's reality. And in yeah. this day and age, when you got to go out there and you got to start spending money, here's a good thing for Derek Carr. Somebody will give him a contract uh, that yeah. will pale in comparison to the money that he was going to get from the Raiders for one year. Where's a good spot for him, Bo? I was just you trying to think about mind? it. I, you know, like this, the Jets are most likely going to be looking for a team. Carol, uh, Carol, quarterback. Carolina's going to be looking for a quarterback. I don't know if San Francisco is going to be looking for a quarterback. I mean, there, there'll be plenty of places out there yeah. that will be looking for somebody of his stature, uh, his history. And, and people have to remember just how screwed up this franchise was under Mike Mayock and John Gruden, and even prior to that. So, uh, And he's weathered all of those storms, plus has gotten injured. He's gotten paid, and he'll get his money You know, this time around in free agency. Somebody will want him. All right, got to bring up the Broncos. We'll do it a couple different ways. First of all, Nathaniel Hackett ruined Christmas. Thank you very much. Uh, he's been fired. We know the real problem is Russell Wilson. How does this play out? His contract's everywhere. Boomer, who wants this job, and what, if anything, can you do with Wilson? I will say it's one of 32 jobs. Somebody will take the job because it is still the yeah. Denver Broncos. It's still a head coach in the NFL. So I don't think it's going to be Sean Payton because if Sean Payton takes that job, number one, I don't think the Broncos have the assets to give the Saints to get Sean Payton. And number two... Uh, <laughs> I don't think Sean Payton wants Russell Wilson as a quarterback. And then number three, Sean Payton's not going to work for George Patton. I'm sorry. This isn't the general that was, uh, you know, traipsing across Europe in World War II. This is a general manager who's the one responsible for all of this. You know, you think about he makes the trade with Seattle. Seattle's laughing all the way to the to the first round of this year's uh, this coming upcoming draft, and then you have to pay Russell Wilson this ungodly extension, which Seattle didn't want to do. That's why Russell Wilson, you know, acquiesced to the trade as long as Denver would give him a contract extension. So George Patton, to me, is more responsible than Nathaniel Hackett. And by the way, he also hired Nathaniel Hackett, so that's like three strikes against the GM. So. I'll, I knew that there were massive changes coming. This was uh, happened a little quicker than I, I thought, and I still think more changes are coming with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, next three years, by the way, it, the the dead cap hit for Wilson if they tried to move on. Well, here you go, people. I don't think you can. A hundred and two million, eighty-five million, and fifty million dollars. I, I, I've never seen a situation like it. And Boomer just highlighted it. You give an extension, oh. player immediately turns into a pumpkin. And you can't do anything to try to move on. I, I don't know what you do, Bums. Well, I really don't. Here, here's the thing about Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. I think he had a no trade clause in that contract with Seattle, and he could have said no to the trade from Seattle to Denver if Denver doesn't say to him, "Hey, look, we'll give you a contract extension and a guarantee to meet your, you know, expectations." And that's probably why he said okay to the. Uh, to the uh, to the trade, it's it's almost kind of like the way that Cleveland bribed, you know, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson to come yeah. to come to Cleveland. He said, "Here's 230 million guaranteed." 
oh, okay, screw Atlanta, screw New Orleans, I'm going to Cleveland. And look at that weather he played in last week. Brutal. Yeah, it matched his performance. Um, let me ask you about the Jags. Obviously, the Titans having certain people you know, sit down. The Jags are a young team. This has been a major turnaround. This week doesn't mean anything to them. They got the showdown next week. What do you do if you're Doug Peterson regarding your prime players? You're playing them, you're sitting them. What are you doing here? I, I think they're a young team, and I think anybody who's got a bump or a bruise or something that could you know, inhibit the way that they're playing, I sit that person. My young quarterback's playing, man. I need him out there. I need him feeling the pressure. I, I want him playing well. I want him going into the game in Week 18 against Tennessee you know, on a high mark. I want I want him to feel good about himself. I want him to feel in, in charge. So uh, he's young enough to withstand this. He needs to play. He's He is their number one guy. I, I can't imagine that Doug Peterson would not let him play and finish this game and try to win this game to continue to build that culture that he's trying to build down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, don't want to break his rhythm. I'm with you completely. All right, we have all the picks. Situations will be attached to it. Lots to do, including a Monday night game. Maybe the best of the year. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, we are back. And, you know, it's funny, Booms. The minute we, we, we start to publicly say we're good at this, a few mistakes were made. Not, as Scones put it, our producer, you know, it's not your typical uh, nine or ten win week. I go, Brian. That's not supposed to be typical. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, it is hard, um, especially when some of these games are weird and you don't know who's playing. And now all of a sudden, this late in the season, Mike, and I'm sure you scour all the NFL news like I do, you just never know who's going to find themselves on the right. injured list and who teams is shutting down and who's not going to play anymore and who's protecting themselves for next year's free agency. 
We still have quality records. I'm 122 and 95. Booms is 116 and 100. If that ain't good enough for you, take it down the street. Let's get to the picks. Picks of the week. Okay, as Boomer said, you've got motivational factors, you've got injuries, you've got firings, we got all kinds of stuff. And we start out with one of those injuries. Eagles laying five and a half against the Saints. What do we do here? You know, I, I think they're going to start Gardner Minshew. Like I told you earlier in the show, I, I don't think that they're being totally uh, transparent when it comes to Tua. I mean, Tua, when it comes to Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury or his clavicle or his collarbone, however you want to describe it. So uh, I think the uh, the Saints defense is still a, a pretty formid- formidable group. Uh, I think the Eagles, however, are flying. And after coming off of that embarrassing loss, giving up all those points to the Cowboys. I think they cinched the deal here. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'll lay in the five and a half points, and I think Gardner Minshew, like I said, channels his inner Nick Foles and leads the Eagles to the number one seed uh, in the NFC. One note, and it may not sway you, but in the act of transparency, booms the line has while we're talking. Uh, it has clicked to six. If you don't want to lay the six, you can flip the pick. But I want to. I want to be totally upfront with you. Uh, you know, I still think I'm going to lay the six. Listen, I think they win. I'm with you. Superior team. I got to take the six points here, though. I just, I have to. It's December. That's a lot of points. I'll, I'll take the six, but I think the Eagles win. Game two, Lions, Bears. I don't know what that was from the Lions last week, but the Lions are laying six. Talk to me. Yeah, you know, this is another game where, uh, you know, the Bears defense is, is not a great defense at all. Uh, they play better outside than they do inside. I think the Lions, again, you know, they're coming off of a, an embarrassing loss. I mean, they got steamrolled last week. And maybe they'll get steamrolled again by Justin Fields. But Justin has been unable to put four full quarters together of this incredible athleticism that we're seeing. I think the Lions bounce back here again. And uh, I'm going to lay the six points and I'll take the home team in what I think is going to be an explosion for them on offense. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'll tell you one thing. If you really wanted to bet in this game, I would say just take the over 52. I think it's going to be an an absolute fiesta of touchdowns. But Fields is, has said it, and so have the Bears coaching staff. He wants the rookie rushing record. The kid is out here just making plays. I'll take the six. Maybe we get a late backdoor cover. Game three, this is the scariest game of the week. Bucks laying three against the gritty, gutty Panthers. I'll take the three points and I'll take the Panthers. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love the Panthers. I love the fact that I'm thinking that Sam Darnold's going to be Tom Brady. Who would have ever thought that? Never. Think about think just think about all those games that you were thinking. Okay, Sam Darnold was going to be the heir apparent in the AFC East, and it turned out to be Josh Allen. Anyway, for whatever reason, I'm talking about momentum here. Momentum is on the side of Steve Wilkes. It's on the side of their running game. It's on the side of their defense, who has been opportunistic. And I hate the way the Bucs have been playing. And I've been saying all year long that I think that they're the one team that's going to come out of the, the NFC South. They may do it with a losing record just simply because of the greatness of Tom Brady. Well, I'm off of that train, and I am now on the Steve Wilkes train. And I hope he makes it because I want to see David Tepper fire this guy if this, if this coach makes the playoffs this year. Oh, that'd be a disgrace. That'd be a disgrace. Come on, you traded the all-pro back, you traded a wide out, you cut the quarterback, and this guy drags this team over the finish line, and then you clip him? That's a disgrace. I mean, how, could you, how could you not be rooting for Steve Wilkes and the Panthers? I am, but here's, <laughs> right, here's my problem. Okay. This is still, you were the man who said to me so many times, Michael, 
I am not going against Tom Brady. This is Sam Darnold on the road in December, chips down against Tom Brady. Oh God, I am. I'm flying right into this, aren't I? I'm taking the box. Oh, okay. this is horrible. All right. <laughs> this is. I'm, I'm flying right into it. All right, the next game, oh. literally, I, you could flip a coin here. Chiefs laying 12 and a half against the Broncos, who are being coached by a guy holding a stopwatch, a game analyst. Yes, exactly. Uh, boy, this is going to be interesting. Um, what do you do here? I, you, don't, you, you, know, you, do, you flip a coin is what you do. Um, you don't bet this game, people. That's what you don't do. Right, but I, I, I'm, I mean, it's a division game. Uh, the, the Broncos are coming off of that embarrassing Christmas Day performance at the Rams. I, I don't like who the Broncos are. I don't like where their organization is. Everybody knows everybody's getting blown out of there. The entire coaching staff's getting blown out of there. Uh, maybe the general manager and his staff is going to get blown out of there as well. I think this is like business decision Sunday when it comes to the Broncos, and that's why I'm mm. going to lay the points and I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, normally, I would never lay 12.5 points this late in the season. And remember, Chiefs-Broncos, I had the Broncos a few weeks ago. They always play close, but I think Booms gives you the insight here. This isn't a normal thing. So them having one-score games, 13 of the last 14, it may not apply. The Broncos may just lay down, and as he put it, business decisions are made. I'll take the Chiefs, but I would never. I wouldn't put a dollar on this. This is ridiculous. Uh, Giants laying five and a half against the Colts. Come on. Oh, man. You know, I Come love, on. I love the Giants in this game. And, yes. I, and the reason I love the Giants in this game is because living here in New York, you can feel the momentum and you can feel like the, the winds have started to blow in the favor of Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones played a hell of a game in Minnesota last week. And it was unfortunate that he got beat by a 61-yard field goal. But, you know, that's the way this, this league is these days. I, I Watching the Colts under Jeff Saturday it leaves a lot to be desired. And Nick Foles is going to be the quarterback. Of course, he's you know used to the NFC East being a Philadelphia Eagle about 100 years ago when he took him to the Super Bowl. But I just think this is the Giants. This is the Giants' time. It's Brian Dayball's time. I'm going to take the Giants. I think they win like a 24, like, you know, 14 games, something like that. It's not going to be high scoring, but I do think that they win in cover. Oh, thank God. I, just come on one time, man. And you know what? <laughs> let me say, let me just say this. This is important. Last week, even in a loss, I came away encouraged. And I'll tell you this. I am sold on Daniel Jones coming back. I have so much respect for that performance on the road, down all day, no receivers. Come on. One time in that giant erector <laughs> set the fan, in the I hear swamp. the giant fan coming through the microphone. Don't Listen, Christmas Eve, we had to reroute our attitudes. That game almost broke my father. Giants minus five and a half. All Let's right. By go. the by the way, just just to make it simple for the Giants and their fan base, there are seven different ways, seven that they can get into the playoffs. The most important one is win and you are in. That's all you That's need to it. know. Yes. It's an A and B conversation. The other six scenarios can see their way out. Jags laying four and a half at the Texans. Remember, Jags have nothing to play for. Yeah, and I, the one thing about Lovey Smith, he's got the Texans playing. You know, I mean, for the most part, they have given everybody uh, some trouble. They've run the ball. I'm, and Yeah, they have. I mean, they've kept games close, another division game. Again, without knowing what Doug Peterson is ultimately going to do, does he pull uh, Trevor Lawrence in the second half? You know, all of these things are on the table. That's why I'm going to take the Texans because they're yes. a team that is going to be playing much like they have played for the last month. 
proud of you, man. That's a hideous pick. It's in my wheelhouse. Give me the four and a half. Uh, Because you know what could happen? They could play their starters in the first half and go, okay, everybody got their legs warm. We're good. And all of a sudden, it's the B squad in the second half. I'm taking the Texans. Atlanta. This is a game that should not be televised. Atlanta laying three against the Cards. Sounds like McCoy's back. McSorley out. Don't know if anybody cares. Go yeah, ahead. Uh, you know what? Uh, ma- ma- major changes coming to uh, Arizona, by the way. You know, we're talking about Denver. We're talking about Indianapolis and in those situations. But major changes coming here. I'm going to take the Falcons just simply because I like Arthur Smith better as a coach than I do Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, and they pound a rock. It's, it's just this consistent calling card. They run the ball against everybody. I'll take Atlanta as well. Commanders. By the way, shout out Boom Pa. He tipped America off. He knew Wentz was playing last week. Commanders minus one and a half with Carson Wentz hosting the Browns. Ugh. Wow. Okay, so for the Washington <laughs> Commander fans out there, this is what has to happen. You win, Seattle loses, Detroit loses, and Green Bay a loss or a tie, and you guys are in. So, but you got to win. That's the ultimate thing. You got to, you got to, you got to win and try to keep pushing it forward. And I like the fact that they're going back to Carson Wentz. This is one of the reasons why they traded him. So let's see if he can make amends for the last two games that he had last year in Indianapolis, in which those games were lost. So I, I think the Commanders uh, show up big here. I think that they're going to not only uh, cover this number, but I think they'll beat the Browns by a touchdown or more. I'll take it. Here's the thing, people. It's, if, if they do this right, it shouldn't come down to Wentz. They want to run it, and I could pretty much line up Boomer in the backfield. He could grab 40 <laughs> yards against the Browns. Yeah, okay. Patriots laying three against the Dolphins. It's the Teddy Covers show. That's right. Now, for the Miami Dolphin fans out there, Miami wins. New, New, New York Jets lose to San, uh, Seattle. Uh, you make it in. That's all you really need to know. But if you are a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, you are rooting for the New England Patriots, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm rooting for the Patriots. I think the Patriots win this game. They're laying yeah. three. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater in the cold weather. I like the way the Patriots defense still plays tough. They played tough in the second half last week against yeah. the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They got torn up in the first half, but that's not going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback. I'll take the Patriots to lay the three points. Patriots spot here. I'm with you. All right. This might be my favorite game of the week. Jets laying one and a half in Seattle. Mike White's back. Mike White is back. Jets have got to win this game, and they got to hope that, uh, you know, that Miami somehow beats New England because the Jets have got to stay away from a tiebreaker scenario with the New England Patriots. I'm going to take the Jets over the Seattle Seahawks. I think Mike White leads them to victory. I love the Jets in this game. I think Seattle's out of gas. Leagues figured them out. Niners laying nine and a half facing Vegas, and congratulations if you had Jared Stidham on your bingo board. Remember we were just talking about you know Derek Carr getting injured and the $40 million guaranteed if he's on the roster after the Super Bowl and all that other stuff? Well, yeah. look at who they're playing. They're playing the 49ers. It makes complete sense to me to throw Jared Stidham out there to the Lions, if you will. <laughs> I mean, because that's exactly what this is going to be. I, I look for like six or seven sacks in this game. Jared Stidham's going to be under constant pressure. I'm taking the 49ers, and I'll lay the number. I have to take the Niners because here's the other part. I wonder how much of that locker room Devontae Adams speaks for regarding the Derek Carr dismissal, and you can't be happy in that room. That's my guess. I'll lay the nine and a half. All right, this game requires 10 seconds of analysis. Chargers laying six and a half against the Rams. You know, I know Baker Mayfield has got a little bit of a 
buzz going around him right now, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to lay the no. six and a half. I am. I'm sorry. No. I am. It's a battle of L.A. You know, it's big. It's big out there. You know, all the fans out there are going to be clamoring for tickets to this game. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around <laughs> to hear it, does it make a sound? No one even knows this I, game's going I, on in La La Land. Here's the here's the other thing. I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. I'm going to switch to the Rams, and I'm going to switch to the Rams for this reason, because the Chargers are already in the playoffs. I don't know how uh, they're going to handle their entire. You know, roster, who's playing, and how long they're playing for. So I'll, I'll take the Rams here. My man, that's the power of persuasion, people. You just talk through things. Rams, Chargers as a favorite? No, we don't do such things on this show. Rams getting six and a half. Uh, Packers laying three and a half to the Vikings. I'll keep it that quick. That's weird. No, I'll tell you what. I'm taking the Packers, man. The Packers are surging here the last few weeks. This is going to be outdoors. Uh you know, I, I don't know how Minnesota's going to play here. I, I have no idea. Their defense is not very good. We all know They're that. Horrible. And and I do think, even though this is this game's going to be close, this is going to be a close game, and it's probably going to be like a 31-27 game, 27-24 game, something like that. And I know it's three and a half points, but I have to stay with the home team. I don't want your radio partner at WFAN to be upset <laughs> when I say this, Gio, uh, who's excellent. He is a Vikings guy. Yes. The Vikings are frauds. Packers lay the three and a half. Okay. Uh, <laughs> love you, Gio. Ravens laying three, hosting the Steelers. Oh, I love that. I love this game. I love this game because it harkens back to when it was Brian Billick and Bill and uh, Bill Cowher. You know, these guys hated each other. These two teams hate each other. I love where the Steelers are. I love the fact that Kenny Pickett has come back. He's not turning the ball over. There's a belief in him. And I think Mike Tomlin wants it more than anybody. He wants to remain. And remember – you know, in order to be able to say that we're still in the playoff hunt, you need the Patriots to beat Miami so they stay alive Sunday night. I'm going with the Steelers. just want to take a deep breath as I do this. God, I don't want to watch the Steeler offense. I will take the Steelers. People, we have the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. My favorite game of the year, power rankings, and more. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer, Asiasen, and Mike Valenti. All right, we are back. Uh, cannot wait to talk about this next game. We also have a power rank. Kind of set the table as we approach the playoffs. See where Boomer ranks these teams regardless of conference. But without further ado, let's get to the best of the best. 
this week's best of the best of the best of the this best week's of best, best of the best. Oh my God! I I it takes a lot to get me pumped up. I mean, real excited about a regular season game, but this does it. Bills laying one and a half as they travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Boomer. You know, Mike, so many things riding on this. You know, you talk about seeding. The Bengals have not clinched the AFC North yet. The Bills obviously have clinched the AFC East and are sitting in the number one seed. I don't think either of us think that Kansas City is going to lose either one of their last two games. So this is really a paramount importance for the Bills to hold on to the number one seed and have everything go through Buffalo, which (laughs) this year has been very difficult to say the least. All right, so here's the thing. The Bills do not cover wide receivers that well. Teams that have had big wide receivers, good wide receivers, multiple wide receivers have really given the Bills fits this year. And that's one of the reasons why they wanted Von Miller, because they wanted to have a much more crowded secondary, if you will, and be able to rush with four, maybe even be able to rush with three, and get home. And without him there, all of a sudden, their pressure rate is a little bit less uh, than it had been when he was there. And I do think that's where the Bengals have a major, major um, advantage in this game. So... I, I think that Lou Anaruma on defense, he's a coordinator that nobody really talks about until we get to these levels of these types of games. He's 3-0 and versus Patrick Mahomes. He'll have something devised, especially in the second half, to slow down the great Josh Allen. I think this is a high-scoring game. I know the Bills are, uh, are flying right now, but so are the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals here. Uh, maybe call me a little bit biased, a little bit of a homer. Oh, no, no. I just think that this is a Joe Burrow-style game, and I just think he's going to have a huge game going toe-to-toe with uh, one of the great quarterbacks in the AFC as well. I'll say it up front before I say what I'm about to say. I'm absolutely rooting for the Bengals. I mean, I, I just I love him, and I love Burrow, and I just I want, I want Cincinnati to get it. However, a couple things bother me with this game. A, Bengals all kinds of beat up on the offensive line. Just as that line really had gelled and raised the bar on the standard. Lyle Collins is done. They got some interior guys that are beat up. And here's the other factor, Boomer, what you said. I almost start to wonder, like the Bengals every week just go out. They cover the number. They're kind of in cruise control. The Bills... This is this is a game, and it also bothered me, and maybe this is just fandom. I love Burrow. I didn't like what he said. Did you see what he said the other day? This is not a measuring stick game. I, hey, whether you think it or not, I didn't like that he said it. I'm actually going with the Bills and laying one and a half here. You know, I, it, I, it, it's, it's it's interesting, I, I and I understand why you're saying that. And, and again, I think Joe just tries to downplay everything. Um, right. I, I can't argue with anything the young man has said for the three years that he's been there. You know, they beat Carolina, they beat Pittsburgh, beat Tennessee, uh, they beat Kansas City, beat Cleveland in a rebound game, beat Tampa Bay, and beat New England. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good, uh, you know, it's swap. An incredible of run. Yeah, it is. And I, I just, the thing about it is, my, in 1988, I lost my starting right tackle, Joe Walter, late in the season. And we had to replace him with a guy by the name of Brian Blados. And Brian Blados was a part of our team. He was drafted the same year that I was drafted, 1984. And he was a part of the fabric of the of of the you know the nuclear part of our our football team, and he played fantastically at right tackle. Now, Adinaje is going to be in there for Collins. Everybody's saying go out and sign you know Andrew Whitworth, and I'm like, guys, Adinaje has been in there. He's played in big games. Right. He has started for the Bengals in a Super Bowl for God's sake. Whit- 
Whitworth is a hundred and hasn't he hasn't taken a rep all year. The guy's been on TV in sweatshirts with a blazer. Come on. Yeah. So I think I think what the Bengals are doing is exactly what they should be doing. It's a next man up mentality. And guess what? You have one of the top four quarterbacks in the NFL playing, and he will make amends for anybody. He can raise everybody's level of play. He'll get rid of the ball. And he's getting rid of the ball in less than 2.4 seconds, pretty much on average. So he's been very consistent that way. That's why as I like long the as one of these, as long as one of these two teams make the Super Bowl, I'm happy. No more with with the Chiefs. I can't do any more. They've had enough. <laughs> I need of, something different. Think about the All AFC, right. though. Think about the AFC real quickly. Right. You got Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert all in the playoffs. Now, I don't know about Lamar Jackson, what's going on there, but to me, those guys are the big four in this league. And maybe next year we add Trevor Lawrence to this, this list because yeah, meanwhile, his trajectory, you know, he's going that way. And it reminds me of the NFC when I was a kid, you know, in, in, in the 90s. It was stacked. It was, it was just every week was a war. The AFC right now, you're right. I mean, you could have top five QBs in the league. It's unbelievable. All right, let's have some fun. And it, it coincides with what we just talked about with Bills and Bengals. I want to do the power rank, and I want you to just rank them 10 to 1, regardless of conference, as we set the table for the playoffs and a lot of those shows. I want to see where your head is at with these teams. All right, so at number 10, I'm going to give you your New York Giants. And really? I, I am, I am. And I think Brian Dayball has done an amazing job. Even though here they've kind of faltered a little bit towards the finish line, but still the fact that they are in play for the playoffs and a win-in-your-in kind of scenario, uh, that's an A-plus job by Brian Dayball, and he's gotten the best out of Daniel Jones. So I'm going to give Boomer, them – Good. ahead. No, just quick. I, I got to tell you, the Daniel Jones point you make, I'm starting to envision, you know, if they get him a few weapons, he might just be all right. Like this is – I'm, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I I don't know. I feel good about it. For him and Mike Kafka's offense, they need a big, strong, athletic quarterback. How many of those guys are walking on the street? Uh, roughly zero. Right. This isn't a Derek Carr type of offense. You know what I mean? A Derek Carr offense has got to be, uh, you know, a, a West Coast offense. It's got to be like San Francisco runs or like the Jets run. It's not going to be like this offense, even though Kafka is from the West Coast kind of way of doing things, they asked the quarterback to do a lot of running in this uh, offense, as we have uh, seen with uh, Josh Allen up in Buffalo, and now we're seeing it again with uh, with your guy, Daniel Jones. All right, number nine, the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are a, a pain in the neck to everybody. I, the fact that they're still here, the fact that they still have a chance to win the AFC North, the fact that we don't know what the hell's going on with Lamar and his knee and his contract – uh, you know, speaks volumes to the job that John Harbaugh has done. They're not a sexy team whatsoever. They're an in-your-face team. I love the physicality of who the Baltimore Ravens are. That's their culture. It's always been their culture since they drafted Ray Lewis way back when. So I'm going to give you the Ravens at number nine. You know, my mom said if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't say anything at all. I'll, I'll just stay away from it. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, their <laughs> offense is tough to watch. And everybody's like, hey, get get Lamar for the Jets. And I'm like, you want unhappy wide receivers? Then don't yeah. bring Lamar to the Jets. I mean, it's yeah. that. That's Have not Garrett Wilson pack his suitcase the minute he shows up. Exactly. All right, number eight. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert is flinging a ball all over the place. I mean, he made some throws last week against the Colts, and I know the Colts are the Colts, but still, you got to make the throws. You got to stand in there. Uh, the Colts have a very good defensive line. They put pressure on you. He makes one throw. Uh, I think it was to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams across the middle that was one of the best throws that I've seen all year, and it hits him right in the chest, and he goes right down the sideline. So I'm going to give it to Justin Herbert and the Chargers at number eight. I'm just proud of them because the last two weeks they've done something that 
the Chargers just don't do. They take care of business in a professional manner instead of trying to screw it up. All right, here we go at number seven. This would be the Minnesota Vikings. You would think that they would oh, be yeah. higher because of their, uh, you know, their their lofty status in the NFC as the number two seed. I, I think that, like you've said earlier in the show, that defensively they're fraudulent. And offense basically makes up for their defense. Now, their defense gets turnovers. That's one of the reasons why they are where they are. The key, teener, key turnover in the game has led them to many victories. And I can't say enough about Kirk Cousins standing in there, taking the hits, and we all know who the best wide receiver in football is in Justin Jefferson. So I'll give you the Vikings at seven. I, I, hey, they're your power ranks. I wouldn't even add them on the list. They're a joke. Well, they're going to be the number two seed in the <laughs> NFC most likely. So, And we'll they're going to lose. They're going to lose to our New York football giants in the first round. Well, you better hope so. We'll see. All Just right, let num- me live. It's the holidays. Right. right. Number six, the Eagles. Uh, everybody's thinking, okay, they're the number one seed in the NFC. Why are they number six on your power rankings? Because, you know, I didn't like what I saw last week against the Cowboys, the way the Cowboys were moving the ball up and down the field. I mean, especially after that first interception by Dak Prescott and his return for a touchdown. You know, Gardner Minshew, nice story, uh, turns the ball over, kind of like Taylor Heineke does. Um, mm-hmm. Is he going to be your Nick Foles? I don't, I don't know. I think he's Energizer Bunny, no question about that. And I think that they're embarrassed by their performance last week. But uh, I, unless Jalen Hurts is under center, they are not in my top five. Total agreement. Wow, really? That's nice. Yeah, 100%. No, I, I really like that you dropped him to six because Jalen has been that good. He's that important. And if we don't know where he is, how the hell are you putting him amongst the, the big dogs? Exactly. Okay, number, uh, number five would be the Dallas Cowboys. And I know that you uh, are concerned about Dak Prescott and the turnovers. So am I. But the good thing is, is that they can overcome these turnovers. Yeah. And when you listen to Dak Prescott talk after games, that's how I want my quarterback talking. I want him to be happy about being on the Cowboys. I want him to talk about how great his defense is. I want, I want him to talk about his running game. I want to talk to him about his wide receivers, offensive line. He never, ever – shines a light on himself unless he makes a mistake. That's how you lead a football team. Yeah, I there's there's no argument. I'm with you. All right, number four is going to be the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs have lost to both the Bengals and the Bills. That's why they're number four. Uh, they do not have Tyree Kill. When you start getting into games in the playoffs and you're missing a piece like Tyree Kill was for the Kansas City Chiefs, we'll see the drop-off. I don't care what anybody says. It's one of the reasons why the Bengals and the Bills – we're able to beat them this year because when you get to that high-level competition in the NFL, you need all of your superstars to show up and make plays. And Tyreek had done that for years uh, with Patrick Mahomes. And then all of a sudden, he's no longer there, and they're trying to replace him with McCole Hardman. They're trying to do it with Kadarius Toney. You know how that's working out. I still <laughs> think that they're the fourth-best team in the league as opposed to the best team in the league. The list is getting better as you go along. I'm really proud of you. Because I'm and, and again, it's beyond my bias of being tired of Kansas City. I just don't think they're going to beat the Bengals or Bills in the playoffs. Total agreement. All right. So number three is the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals have played probably some of the best football of the second half of the uh, the NFL season here. Uh, love Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator. He, he goes underappreciated, underrated. Their defense comes up with big plays, much like Von Bell did last week, punching that ball out of Stevenson's hands. Uh, preserving the victory for the Bengals. They are an opportunistic defense, and they are a huge big play offense. When they are healthy and they're they're loaded, uh, they they can beat anybody on this list. Um, I still think that uh, you know they're going to beat the Bills on Monday night, but at this point, uh, I'm going to give them the number three spot on the list. 
Okay, so now it comes down to Buffalo or San Francisco. Well, San Francisco is uh, would be number one. The only reason they're not is because of Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy has played great. He, he's been unbelievable. And there's this team assaults opposing quarterbacks. And there's one quarterback, I think, on or two quarterbacks on this list that can get away from these guys. Um, but I think that defensively, they are the best defensive football. Nobody's even close to them. They put enormous pressure on opposing offenses. So to me, the 49ers, if it were Jimmy Garoppolo underneath center, I would give them the number mm-hmm. one seed. But still, number two with that defense and what they do to opposing quarterbacks is pretty impressive. Yeah, they're, and they're built for the playoffs. You know, I know you made the comment about Tyreek earlier, and it's going to hurt him. The way this team is built, they're built for this time of year. And Buffalo, number one. Yeah, number Buffalo's one number one. Number one now. Yeah, yeah. And and I say that they've kind of gotten their game straightened out. It'd be interesting to see if Josh Allen throws any interceptions against the Bengals. Like, we've seen him throw some interceptions in games that where you scratch your head and you're thinking, like, what are you doing? Um, you know, he's everything to that football team. He is the leader, bar none. Uh, he is an ultimate weapon. I mean, from running and throwing and decision-making – so I'm going to give the Bills the number one seed right now. That could change next week, depending on what happens Monday night. All right, boom, give them the final word. Final word for what me. What you say after this don't, don't matter. This is the final word. I always forget we're going to do that stinger like that. Here's my final word. For the New York Giants, go out and get it, man. You, you deserve it. You've had a great season. It's your time. For America, the New York Giants. That's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We're back at you next week. Thanks for listening. It's kickoff with with Boomer and Valenti. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.